Hello, I'm Dr. Tan B. Wan, the Executive Chairman of Integrative Learning Corporation. Welcome to the podcast on Breakthrough in Singapore. What is the goal of I doing bring podcasts to you? As many of you know, that podcast in Singapore has a very low listenership. It is only about 16% of the population. And there are only currently slightly more than 40 podcasters in Singapore. And most of them talk about food and entertainment, except one who talks about some global issues. So I felt that it is very important to use podcasts to reach out to my audience, who are leaders, who are professionals, who are practitioners, and who are change makers, especially in the social service sectors, who wants to make impactful changes. And podcast enables you to listen intensely. You are not distracted by videos. You are not distracted by how the presenters look and all this because you want to listen with intent. And to me, listening skills is one of the most important skills that we need to have in Singapore now. Listening does not mean that you come in with opinion in your mind and you just listen and ready to finish there. Once you finish speaking, you want to share your opinion. No, listening with intent is to understand what the conversation is, what is it that is familiar to you, what is different to you, and what is your role that will help you to progress the issues with us. So that is why I am doing podcasts on breakthroughs in Singapore. And why breakthroughs? Because breakthroughs are not more improved or better programs or new solutions. It requires us to examine our beliefs, our values, norms, and assumptions, which is holding us back from generating innovative and sustainable solutions. And I wanted to bring these breakthroughs through the podcast and host this because it is bringing fascinating conversation with some of the most insightful change makers who are working on social needs and problems in our community. Through my breakthrough podcast, I hope to shine the lights on adaptive issues that we are grappling with as individuals, groups, and a society that requires breakthroughs intervention. And I believe that at my age of 68, with more than 40 years of experiences with leaders and as a professional social worker and looking at different social issues, working with social service organizations, 
working with private sectors leader and some government leaders on several issues that is that we are grappling with from poverty to leadership to teamwork to forming alliances and to even good financial stewardship in the way that we govern and grants charity. So I believe that in my 40 years of working with different sectors and talking to leaders, I feel that at this time and this seasons of my life, I would like to create a series of breakthrough podcasts to enable and empower Singaporeans of all the different sectors, of all the different levels, to come together and start thinking about how we can build a forward Singapore. Besides being a professional social worker, I am also a social entrepreneur, and I teach at the NUS Business School before, and also with SUSS. So I also reached out to the younger generation of the people who are interested in the social issues that we are being confronted with. And of course, one of the other things that I do a lot is also in terms of coaching leaders and also helping social entrepreneurs that when they are stuck in their development, how to scale up and also how to be sustainable. So this is my purpose of wanting to do this Breakthrough podcast. And what can you do as you listen to this podcast? I would like to invite you to share this podcast with your friends and families so that through them, we can introduce new audiences to participate in breakthroughs to strengthen our social compact as a nation of shared ownership and responsibility. Shared ownership and responsibility to Singapore is very, very important. And why is it so important? Because the world of today is very chaotic, Issues are very complex and we cannot do it alone. We need to think outside the box. We need to bring in people together. We need to listen to the people who are facing the issues. So let me share with you an example of a breakthrough that I am personally grappling with, and that I would like to mobilize Singaporeans to come on board on this. I have been volunteering with ACE Help Life, which is a helpline or what you would call a call center, whereby we have seniors being trained as agents to receive calls from seniors who are at home or out somewhere. And the telephone hotline is 67976797. 
Okay, and through this hotline, we have received more than 3,000 of callers since we started on 6th of June. But there's one caller who puzzles me a lot. And this is a lady who is working as a cleaner for, and she's 65 years old. She calls us every day at 5 p.m. to share about what she did that day. And I was just thinking, why would anyone after a whole day's work of cleaning toilets and all this wants to talk about her work? So I was very puzzled with it. Why? Isn't she tired? Because most of us after a hard day's work would want to just chill and not talk. Then I discovered, what is it like to be a cleaner? To be a cleaner in Singapore, it is an eight-hour job. You do not have a designated place for your lunch. And wherever you go in to clean the toilet, you just clean and you leave. Because nobody says hello to you and nobody smiles at you or said you've done a wonderful job. Right? They just go into a toilet they will go out. And if they feel that it was a good service, then they will thumb it on the, you know, on the screen board. And if they felt that it was a bad service, they will just read it. So you don't talk to the cleaner. So every hour, the cleaner cleans the toilet. Then the cleaner is not expected to talk to their colleagues. Because if you talk to your colleagues, then you're taking them out from their work. And so the only time that you look forward to is your lunch time. But you don't have a designated place for your lunch. If you're working in the condominium, where do the cleaners have their lunch? By the corridor. And then they continue after that to do the next part of the duty. Then after that, they go home. On an average a month, they get about 1,800. Now, how does it feel like if every day you go to work, you are quiet, customers do not give you feedback, you've got no designated place for lunch and everything, and then you go home. Sure, by 5 o'clock, you want to pick up the phone and talk to somebody and say how your day was. And so this was what happened to this lady who called us. And I find out as to why do you want to be a cleaner? I said, because none of us, ever wants to be a cleaner when you go to school? Do you ever think you want to be a cleaner? No, none. So why did she become a cleaner? And she said, B1, I don't have an education. Okay, I only have up to primary six. And then when COVID hits, I lost my job as an office cleaner. So I have been sitting here, waiting. And this is the only skill sets that I know, how to clean toilets. And hence, I carry on being a cleaner. So they don't have a choice. Nearly seven out of 10 working Singaporeans, age 65 and above, earn less than 2,500. Now, the average required with this rise, with this 
increased rising inflation, cost of living, average is now about 2950 But we are paying aged 65 and above. They earn less in 2005. And of this 58% work full-time, 58% of this seven out of 10, 65 years old and above, are working full-time. And we want to raise the retirement age eventually to 65 and re-employment age to 70. So we must look at how should we redesign the work for our seniors if we are going to let them work to 70 years old. I'm very sure that many of you, when you go to the toilet or when you go to the hawker center, you have seen seniors cleaning your tables. You have seen them, you know, wiping things, okay? You, when you left the toilet, they go in and flush for you. Now, this has a lot of implications for us as a society. One, we are teaching our young people that it's okay that you can leave your dirty plates and everything on the table and that somebody is going to clean for you and it's okay for you to leave the toilet dirty because somebody is employed to clean for you. And who is this somebody? It's an agent who is 65 years old and above and sometimes you see them limping in. And they don't look at you because they're very embarrassed to be doing this piece of work. And so they don't look at you. You don't look at them. You wash your hands and you get out as soon as possible. Recently, we have imposed a penalty for people who leave their plates and all this on the table in a hawker center. So they have to bring to a place. Now, when you bring your tray to where the place that the tray are to be left, you will always find a senior there. And she or he will look very grumpy. Okay, you say, why? I'm helping you. Why are you so grumpy? First, because when we leave it with them, we have actually created a chaos in the system, right? In the past, when they take a bucket and they go to a table and clean, they know where to put the bowls, where to put the plates. But now imagine every customer eats at different stores. You've got different types of plates. You've got different types of spoons and all this. So they are confused. They are not grumpy. They are just trying to figure this out. And some of them cannot bend. But because of the way that this trolley is being formed, okay, you have right at the bottom of the shelf. So when you put it right at the bottom, they had a problem bending down to pick it up. And we're not talking about bending down once. You're talking about bending down throughout the whole day. How many of you live with your older grandmothers and all this? Can they bend? Yeah, when they bend, you're afraid that they will fall. They will not get up. But why is it that when the seniors who work in Hawker Center we expect them to be thankful to us for bringing the plates and we think that it's okay to leave things right at the bottom because it is good exercise for them to bend. Why is it that we never think about that? 
bending down, collecting things up is a good exercise for our grandparents or for aged parents, but it's okay for these people. Now, this is a breakthrough issue that bothers me and that I am embarrassed many times to be a Singaporean and to be accepting this. We are a developed nation. So if we are a developed nation and we have many tourists who come to our place, what will they think of us? Okay, when they arrive at the airport, who is guiding them to the taxi? Again, old people. When they go to a hawker centre, who again is cleaning up the Old people. When they go to our toilet, are we proud? We should not be proud about this. But then why are we not looking for a breakthrough in this problem? Because for a breakthrough to happen, we need to look at the values. What is the value that is holding and enabling these people to continue to work as a hawker center and, and the toilet? What are the values? The values for these seniors could be that they wanted to make some money and to be independent. And the values that we could be holding is that if you live as long as possible, you should work as long as possible. And we should give them the independence, right? So there is a value of being able to be active and being independent. Okay, so that is one value that we got to address. That for this breakthrough to happen, how can we continue to give them the independence and give them the ability to earn an income? Is it redesigning of the work? Is it using AI, using technology, help them, and then let them do half a day's work? Now, the other thing for this breakthrough to happen is the norms. And what is the norms that we are holding to? The norms that we are holding into this is that we believe that as long as people can work, they should work. We look at work as it is, and we pay people per the work. But we don't look at work as giving people a dignity, a respect for the roles that they are in. And we don't see work as being something that is helping them in their mental well-being, right? Our norm is work is work. And if you work, you get paid. So that is our norm. And we got to shift it. And what is our beliefs that is necessary for us to embark on the breakthrough for seniors, for seniors who are working in low-paying jobs? What is the beliefs that we need to change? The beliefs is that it is okay for people to take on whatever jobs that they want. And this is a good belief that we should hold on. But a deeper belief is an empathy for the jobs that they are holding. And we asking ourselves, is this what we should be letting our seniors do? Okay, we can give them independence. We are a pragmatic society and all this. So these are the beliefs that we have. But how can we use technology 
to help us to uphold these beliefs. And lastly is the priorities. The priorities that we need to change or to bust in order for us to progress. So therefore, we need to put this priority of giving our seniors as they age longer and live longer jobs that they can do that enable them to have respect and enable them to have dignity and most important of all, that they be happy and proud of the work that they're doing. So I welcome all of you who are listening to this podcast to share your thoughts and deeds by going to our integrative website. Have a nice day. And until the next time, have a blessed week ahead.